Allen pass the block. Here come the Aces on the run. De Energizer looks for Ty Young. Sprints to the hoop. Off the glass and good. Good, good, good. Live in the entertainment capital of the world. Oh, mercy. It's the T.C. Martin Show. Show. And here we go. Get ready for the fourth quarter of game number four. It's time to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Hammy's going to let one fly. Chances three. Martin. There were six seconds to go, and De-Energizer hit a wild, crazy, improbable three to give the Aces the lead. The doctor is now in. in, in, in. Welcome back. Hour number two, T.C. Martin Show, tcmartinshow.com. Go to the website, check out all the interviews, stories, photos, all sorts of cool stuff. And T.C. Martin is in. The doctor is in the car right now on his way over to the Michelob Ultra Arena for the WNBA All-Star Game. Several contestants from the Aces, along with all the star players from around the league. Should be a lot of fun over there. Should be a fun hour as well if you are a WNBA fan or a fan of the Aces. And hey, who isn't these days as the Aces are trying to become that first team from Las Vegas to capture a Major League Championship Will this be the year? We will find out. And, of course, TC's on the mic for all the games. Going to be a fun hour this hour as we'll uh, hear from Aces players Chelsea Gray, Asia Wilson, Liz Campage, new owner of the Las Vegas Aces, Mark Davis, who, of course, also owns the Las Vegas Raiders, and the legendary Sue Bird, who plays for Seattle Oldest player in the league at 40 years of age, but Sue Bird, uh, definitely one of those WNBA Hall of Famers. Uh, even though she's not officially in there yet because she's still playing, she will definitely be in there. So should be a lot of fun hearing from all of those people. Of course, remember, tomorrow, when we're on again from 2 to 4, we'll be talking about the NBA Game 4. What's going to happen tonight? Will uh, it be Fear the Deer once again as they try to make a 2-2 uh, to two and a best-of-three series for the final three games of the NBA playoffs, or will the Suns melt the cheese and take that 3-1 to lead against Milwaukee? Uh, I would imagine that the Suns are feeling fairly confident right now. They can't play too much worse than they did the last game. Booker didn't play well. Uh, Giannis, of course, went off and had an incredible game, so this is the game that I would think that Phoenix is going to be pointing to to try to take that commanding lead. But if Milwaukee does what they did in the last game and they win once again tonight, a best-of-three series all of a sudden becomes a lot more interesting. Also, thanks to Chris Basio in that first hour. If you missed Chris Basio on the show, check out T.C. Martin Show. I'm sure that we'll be uh, possibly throwing that up there for you so you can hear that. Basio, always uh, a lot of fun things to say about what's going on, what are the Cubs going to do, and what he thought about those uniforms that Numchuk was such a big fan of last night in the All-Star game. T.C. and myself, eh, not exactly on the same page with that, but a lot to get to this hour. And once again, for all the interviews, for all the shows and everything else, tcmartinshow.com and T.C. on his way down to Mandalay Bay right now, the Michelob Ultra Arena for the WNBA All-Star Game. Let's get to some of those interviews right now because TC has had a lot of the Aces players on. Like I say, we'll also hear from Mark Davis, but one of the players that's really come to the forefront this season for the Las Vegas Aces, when it comes crunch time in a game, everybody knows that Asia Wilson's going to be getting the ball, but 
The one who gets it right out of bounds often is Chelsea Gray. Chelsea Gray has uh, hit some big shots this year, knows how to distribute. She's crunch time. She's got the ice water in her veins. And here was TC recently with Chelsea Gray on the TC Martin Show. Welcome back to the Michelob Ultra Arena. And joining me now is the Las Vegas Aces guard, the three-time All-Star, former champ, and now we can say U.S. Olympian as well, Chelsea Gray. Chelsea, how you doing? I'm great. How are you? Excellent. First of all, congratulations of being named to the women's U.S. Olympic team. Talk a little bit about the feeling that you got when you initially got the word, and, and how did this hit you? It hit quite hard, uh, very emotional day slash experience. Um, when I got the call, basically I heard congratulations, you are, and then everything else is kind of a blur. <laughs> Because right then and there, it was just a bunch of emotion, a bunch of excitement just hitting me all at once. And like all this dedication and hard work was was coming to a head. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to be competing for a gold medal. So you have been through training camps. You played some exhibition games with this team. How confident were you that you would make the team? Um, I know the type of player I am. I know my skill set, my leadership role. And so I was confident that I deserved a spot on the USA basketball roster. Um, but it wasn't in my hands. So <laughs> it wasn't my hands to select the team. So I was, I was nervous a little bit, uh, but I know I had put the work in to, to, you know, be called upon to be part of this Olympic team. You mentioned when you got the call, it sounds like one of these type of moments where you always kind of remember when you look back, Hey, what you were doing when a certain time happens, what actually were you doing when you got the call? I actually missed the first initial call because I was in another meeting. And so I had to call back, but uh, Carol did not answer. And so I was like, oh, my gosh, I missed the call. This is the yes or the no call. <laughs> so when I finally got the call back, I was pacing inside my bedroom. And that's when, you know, after the congratulations kind of went to a blur. Chelsea Gray joins us talking about her being named to the U.S. Olympic team, getting ready to go to Tokyo. And you played a lot internationally. What does this mean to you to be representing your country? It's an exciting experience. Um, you know, you dream about repping USA across your chest. And when this Olympic team goes over there, there's a standard um, that they play with. There's a standard and, and excitement we play with on the court. And so... Repping that across my stress is like representing my family, representing my university. You know, I'm the first person in, in Duke women's basketball history to be on an Olympic team. Yeah. So it's like representing my university, representing, you know, the people that have laid the foundation for us to go over there and compete. And so it's just another, you know, pinnacle that I, I wanted to reach and another, um, another goal of mine. And so when you say you're an Olympian, it's like the top of the top standard and achievement. What's it like being around all of these great women, these superstars, and granted, you've been on some very good teams. You won a championship with the Sparks. This Aces team is, is pretty loaded with talent as well. But when you're amongst, you know, the best that this country has to offer, what is that like? It's actually a pretty cool experience that now they're your teammates and you're not scouting and planning to play <laughs> against them. And so everybody is good. Everybody, you know, you're not asked to go out there and, and, you know, be the top performer at all times. And so it's a, 
it's a pretty cool experience that now instead of you know guarding on the pick and roll you're actually passing the rock to sue bird um you're actually looking down low for brianna stewart like it's 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 kind of a different feel and an appreciation to be able to play against um other countries but play with the best and you've got Asia Wilson, your teammate here with the Las Vegas Aces. You're both going to be participating in your first uh, Olympic Games. What's that like for you and Asia to be representing the Aces? I think it's going to be exciting to be able to, you know, go to Tokyo with, you know, Aces behind us, Vegas behind us, and be able to bring in this first Olympian experience with Asia. It's, a, it's exciting for both of us, and uh, we're looking forward to it. All right, Chelsea Gray joins us. So the Aces, well represented in the Olympic Games, five Olympians. We have yourself, we got Asia, we've got Kelsey Plum on the three on three, but then you've got Liz uh, playing for Australia and Jisoo Park playing for Korea. What has the vibe been like from everyone? They all got the news about that they're going to be representing their respective countries. It's a it's a cool experience. You know, Liz has been to the Olympics a few times, but each time she just like, you know, it goes it goes in a flash. So really embrace it and experience it. So it'll be the first time for myself, Asia, and Jisoo and Kelsey Plum. Um, so we're kind of like a kid in a candy store, like raiding and can't wait to get to Tokyo and just excited for the experience. But it's pretty cool that, you know, when afterwards we're able to come back together and, you know, talk about it, have conversations. And uh, so we're excited to go there, but also it's to come back and get back together. What's it like playing for Don Stately, too? I mean, she's a great coach. Obviously, you knew her from her college coaching at South Carolina. I know you went to Duke. Any prior experience with Don? And what's it been like in these training camp sessions? You know, I love her basketball mind, her basketball IQ, uh, not only because of the experiences she's had as a coach in that USA basketball, but, you know, even more particularly as a point guard, being able to think the game and know the game on such a, you know, great level. I'm, I'm lucky to be able to learn from that. Um, she challenges me to be better just in these little moments that we've had with USA basketball. So I'm excited to get even more of that when we meet up for the Olympics. So how's it been for you transitioning into living in Las Vegas, playing with the Aces? And again, when you look at this team, you've got a pretty stacked roster. How's it been for you being here in Las Vegas? It's been great. Um, the transition has been wonderful. The city, I feel like the fans have um, welcomed me with open arms. So I, I've just been excited to be here and just want to win, for, not only for like us, and but for the city. Bringing a championship to the city will be great. Um, so it's been great top to bottom from, you know, ownership and Mark to management with uh, Dan and uh, Nikki, but also the coaching staff and uh, just enjoying being around these players. And we have fun together. You guys have been on an incredible run thus far. What do you feel are the main reasons for the success? Us getting to know each other and wanting to, you know, be the best in this league. Uh, we're chasing perfection when we play. We want to be great. We want to be um the best out there on the floor every single time and so when we're out there we're trying to do things perfectly we're trying to do defensive schemes perfectly make the right passes knock down shots we're chasing perfection and I think that's when you get into the mindset of wanting to be great all the time you've played here before as a visitor 
and now this year as an Aces player. You've had a couple games back here now where, you know, the stands are back down. You've got uh, uh, fans closer to the floor. Your thoughts since the fans have returned to the Mandalay Bay? It's a different type of vibe. You know, when I when I was here as as a visitor, you know, the the arena is rocking. Like the fans have so much energy behind them and they want us to be successful. So just bringing them down, like it was a different type of energy when we had a game when they're in their regular seats. And so as we get along here throughout the season and after Olympic break, when more and more fans are able to come to games, you know, I'm excited for that experience. Chelsea, I don't know how you feel, but I've been very vocal saying that, you know, you are the missing piece to this team. Bill Lambeer really hasn't had a point guard like yourself that can score, that can dish, but more importantly, has that leadership quality and, again, has all of that experience. And I don't know if, like I said, you realize that or you put that on your shoulders. Give me your thoughts about how you fit into this team and what your role is. I think you hit the nail on the head with the leadership role. Um, I wanted to come in here and, you know, you know, set a standard for how leadership is, is, is supposed to be. And that means leading vocally. That means leading off the court, on the court and um, pushing people to their maximum, pushing people to be great. And that goes with passing. That goes with scoring the ball. That goes with, you know, vocally saying like, hey, you need to be in this position. You need to score that rock, like different things, pushing people to, you know, reach their max. And I think that's what I've been able to do thus far. I think I'm still learning people. I'm still adjusting to the type of team that we have. I think when you talk about going into the Olympic break, I think we'll be in a pretty good shape um, about knowing each other, knowing each other's roles and what this playoff run will look like. What do you enjoy most about being on this team and part of this franchise? Uh, I would say off the court, they treat you like professionals. Um, they allow you to be great and they want you to succeed off the court, no matter what that looks like. And then on the court, I'm playing with great players, top to bottom from starters to bench players. You know, anybody can start or be the star on any team. I'm just excited to be able to play with them every day. All right, Chelsea Gray, we appreciate you. Welcome to Las Vegas. It's great watching you, great covering you. And I know fans love cheering you on as well, too. Glad to have you here in Las Vegas. Thank you. Happy to be here. That's T.C. Martin over there at the Michelob Ultra Arena with Chelsea Gray. Uh, T.C. going to be lining up some other guests for you this hour as well as he is at the Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay getting ready for the WNBA All-Star Game. Just to uh, let you know some of the stuff going on as we're waiting for T.C. Uh, he's uh, efforting right now Asia Wilson. We expect to have Asia up here with T.C. momentarily. On tomorrow's show, once again, there's a lot of breaking news going on right now, which we won't have time to necessarily get to today. But uh, there's an incident with Richard Sherman and some police that we will definitely touch on tomorrow and uh, a uh, DUI situation where it seems like he crashed his car into a wall, then got into a fight with some police officers. So uh, Richard Sherman, uh, curious to see where that story goes, and we'll hit on that a little bit. And uh, more stuff on Trevor Bauer as well, as it looks like his uh, suspension right now from pitching in Major League Baseball will continue on a little bit longer. And uh, who knows if he pitches again this season, what's going to happen with that. But a very serious situation there with Trevor Bauer. And once again, the WNBA All-Star Game is today. Thanks to Chelsea Gray. 
And if you haven't had a chance to check out a lot of Aces games, I know Asia Wilson is the one that everybody talks about in this town, and rightfully so. You know, defending MVP of the league, Asia, one of the star players, always has that smile on her face. One of the players that they're trying to market the league around. And certainly, you have, you know, you have uh, uh, fire, uh, fire plugs like uh, Kelsey Plum in there, who's always getting things done and coming off the bench and adding that energy. Liz Cambage, one of the best players in the world. She'll be representing Australia. But Chelsea Gray's one of those players. Uh, when it comes to crunch time now, Bill Lambert will look at her and say, basically, this is my play. What do you think about it? He wants to put the ball in the hands of Chelsea because Chelsea's just been uh, showing that she is a rock and can really get the job done, whether she's distributing it to Asia or somebody else out there or taking that last shot herself. So Chelsea Gray, one of those players, when it comes to crunch time, and it's always nice to have that one score that you know can get the job done, but even the Bulls with Michael Jordan and all those championships they won, and you certainly hear Bill Cartwright on the show all the time, and you hear B.J. Armstrong talk about it. You have to have team, and you have to have role players, and you have to have other players that are willing to step up. Chelsea Gray is certainly becoming one of those players for the Aces, so it's nice to have Liz and Kelsey and certainly Asia Wilson, but Chelsea Gray is the person right now that kind of gets the ball in her hands sometimes when it's crunch time. Then she makes a decision, and more often than not this year, it has been the right decision that she's made. Let's head back now to the Michelob Ultra Arena as T.C. Martin is sitting down with the defending MVP and not only of the league, but certainly of the Aces. Here's T.C. with Asia Wilson. Welcome back to the Michelob Ultra Arena as we get ready for today's game. And joining me now is the reigning MVP. How does that sound? The reigning most valuable player of the WNBA, the one, the only, Asia Wilson. Asia, how you doing? Doing well, doing well. Glad to be here. Glad to have some fun. (laughs) (laughs) Sunday's game, victory. A little bit of a slow start, but second half, you guys turned it up. Talk a little bit about Sunday's game. Yeah, it was definitely just a mixture of both. Like We we had to get acclimated again and things like that, but we came out with a win, and at the end of the day, that's what we're all here for, and uh, just so glad to be back at the house. 28 points, 14 rebounds. (laughs) Like we said, most of that came in the second half. Bill wanted to get you the ball down the block or at the high post. That seemed to work rather well. Talk a little bit about those numbers and the way everything progressed there in the second half. Yeah, it was really one of those games when it might not look the prettiest. You know, you got to let the game come to you. And that's kind of how I approached it and Bill allowed me to. And I just knew we needed to get some buckets to really pull this lead uh, apart. And that's what it's all come down to. And we all got into our systems and we started rocking and rolling a little bit. And that fueled us to kind of push the game through. So Four years now in this league, you've come a long way have you even surprised yourself yeah I definitely have like I probably would wouldn't have even seen myself as a captain or a leader of this team uh, my rookie year so just that in itself and then when it comes to on court that's just training in the offseason and trying to be better so I have surprised myself definitely from taking this leadership role so we're having some fun with it <laughs> all right Asia Wilson joins us to get ready for today's game there's a lot that comes with being a team captain yeah. an MVP of the league <laughs> and the face of the franchise how have you dealt with all that? Um, I guess I, re- I lean on the people that really matter to me, and that's my teammates. Uh, and I want to do what's best for them. I want to be the best teammate that I can be. And they really just helped me out throughout this whole process. Uh, it's tough when you're on everything. People see you. Uh, but at the end of the day, when you have a common goal with your, I don't even want to say coworkers, with your teammates, with people that you rock with, uh, it's a lot of fun. And they just make it a lot of fun for me. <laughs> what has been the most challenging thing for you? Most challenging? Knowing who I am, 
I think sometimes I get caught up in just trying to please everybody and making sure everybody's happy that I lose sight of who I am and what I bring to this team and what I bring to the table. So that's been challenging, trying to figure out, okay, when do I take over and when do I just let the game come to me and still trying to figure it out, but I'm slowly getting there. <laughs> like we said, so much goes on besides the game itself and focusing on your game, seeing your picture all around town and everything, <laughs> right. the, the media requests and, and all of that stuff. What is uh, maybe the strangest selfie request or whatever that you've had? <laughs> strangest selfie request? Um, I haven't really encountered that because I guess because COVID kind of keeps me away from a lot of different things, but I think the start of the jersey swap has definitely been something that I'm like, oh, I kind of, this is different, but I like it. <laughs> Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, I knew once we got these jerseys, you know, you see the guys do it all the time. And I'm like, why don't we ever do it? Like, we have great athletes in our league that we would love to have their jersey game worn at that. So I kind of started off with my friends that I know they're going to do the same, uh, not try to catch anybody off guard. But definitely my friends that are like, of course, I'll do a jersey swap with you. So it's been fun. Are they going to charge you for uh, giving away your jersey after every game? That could be an expensive proposition now. Hey, I don't know. I'm just going to keep doing it. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw your Vegas Golden Knights appearance. I know you've you've been over the, to the Fortress a, a couple different times. You're cranking the horn. You and Jackie Young. Talk a little bit about that experience. I mean, it's a dope experience. I mean, they're what they have created, their fan base and, at T-Mobile. The Fortress is just incredible. And it's one of those things where you got to be in it to enjoy it. And when you get a, get a chance to crank the siren, uh especially during a playoff game. That's just an epic feeling. So the energy was great, and it's just great to see Vegas turn into a sports town. You know, when you are that face of the franchise and you've been here a little while now, now you see the way the business side of sports works. Right. Here in Las Vegas, you went through an ownership change. Other things are happening. The WNBA is celebrating their 25th anniversary. Have you got caught up in any of the business side over the years now? Not quite. Uh, I mean, I do have a very heavy voice in, in when it comes to just talking about things about this franchise. But between Mark, Dan, and Bill, uh, they really keep me in the loop of what's going on. And I can appreciate that. Uh, and I just try to do what's best for the franchise and, and for my teammates and everybody around us to just put on a good show. So they kind of keep it not away from me, but they do get my say in it, and I can appreciate that. All right. What are you most proud of at this point in time? What we've developed here. I think we've developed a fan base that is loyal to us. Uh, they have a lot of fun. They're showing up and showing out, and that's what I'm very proud of because we're a WNBA team. We're up and growing. We just moved from city to city. Uh, we're finally starting to build something here, so that's what I'm really proud of. All right, the reigning MVP, Asia Wilson, joins us. Asia, this is a little bit different-looking team. Got some new teammates. Talk a little bit about the chemistry, how you feel it is at this point in time right now. Uh, it was tough in training camp, but I think now we're starting to develop it a lot maybe not as quick as Bill wants it to, but we're developing it on our own time. And it's hard because COVID, we can't really like kick it with each other like that, like we normally would, but we still find time to uh, gel and mesh and then hopefully you can see that on court. So uh, the process hasn't been the quickest, but I'm enjoying it. Of your new teammates, who are you clicking with? Uh, oh, all of them. All of them for sure. Like I can't even pinpoint anyone. Uh, they're all something different to me. We're full of personalities and we just out here having fun. All right. <laughs> Good luck today. We appreciate the time. As always, you are the face of this franchise. Fans love you, and uh, you're doing a fantastic job. We just appreciate having you part of this franchise. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate it. <laughs> right. Asia Wilson, the reigning MVP. 
And there you have it, T.C. Martin over there live at the Michelob Ultra Arena, speaking with reigning MVP Asia Wilson. And, of course, like he mentioned, not only the face of the Las Vegas Aces, but in reality maybe the face of the entire league. WNBA All-Star Game tonight over there at the Michelob Ultra Arena. And uh, we've heard from Chelsea Gray and Asia Wilson. Got a lot of other great interviews coming up for you. Once again, TC will be uh, doing the games all season long. Remember this, they're taking a break right now for the WNBA, the All-Star break, and then the Olympic break as well. So right after this game tonight, the ladies will play a couple exhibition games, then get ready to head over to Tokyo. And not only the 5-on-5 basketball, but remember, Kelsey Plum will also be representing the Aces and the United States in that 3-on-3 format of Olympic basketball as well. TC Martin Show, tcmartinshow.com. Check out all the interviews. Check out everything else that's uh, going on there. You've got interviews. You've got photographs. You've got stories. You've got a lot of back-class interviews with a lot of interesting topics and guests in that. And, of course, on tomorrow's show, we'll be talking about the return of Major League Baseball, Game 4, what's going to happen tonight with the Bucks and the Suns, uh, breaking news stories with Trevor Bauer, Richard Sherman, and I'm sure there's going to be other stuff going on. And TC will recap exactly what he sees tonight over at the Michelob Ultra Arena. Certainly the ladies are hoping to have a little better time of it here in Las Vegas than the men had in their exhibition games getting ready for the Olympics is, of course, the men's basketball team for Team USA went 1-2. and two. Is that panic time? Is it because the NBA Finals are still going on and they still don't have all their pieces? Oh, well, Popovich says that they're getting better every day. We'll see what happens in Tokyo. Well, they'll be playing in front of zero fans tonight at the Michelob Ultra Arena. I believe there's going to be about 2,000 fans there. When we come back, we're going to hear uh, TC over there at Michelob Ultra Arena again. I think right now he is lining it up. It looks like coming out of this break, we're going to hear TC with Liz Cambage. So stick around for that. Mark Davis and a whole lot more. It's the TC Martin Show, tcmartinshow.com. You're listening to some bullshit on the TC Martin Show. Welcome back to the Michelob Ultra Arena, the Mandalay Bay. Joining me now is the center of the Las Vegas Aces and the uh, center of the star universe, as I like to call her, Miss Liz Cambage. What's up, Big Benz? You got you got it wrong. I'm a point guard, TC. Come on now. Don't mislabel me. Let's, let's try this again. Point guard of the Las Vegas Aces, Liz Cambage. Thank you. Thank you. How you doing, TC? I'm doing good. Coming off a road trip, mm-hmm. you guys have had a week off. How have you spent your time? resting it's been a minute since i've been on a on a three-game road trip we played what five games in nine days across four cities and you know i went from sitting in a pandemic last year you know leaving the house to back on the road so we all were pretty tired at the end of it so we're lucky we've had this break yeah ready to get back into it and get some wins Speaking of that, you took a year off last year. How has that helped you, whether physically, mentally, and how have you been? It's been good. It was more of a uh, mental break for me. I was still, I was still putting in work um, out with my trainer, but it, w- it was a really good break, mental and physical. I guess I really needed it. So, yeah, yeah. But I'm good. To, I'm happy to be back in it now. We know how much the Olympics means to you and your national team in Australia. The Olympic training is actually going to be here in Vegas and exhibitions as well. How happy are you about that? 
Yeah, it's been tough keeping that one a secret. Uh, <laughs> Sandy told me about a month ago, and, you know, I've just been like, is the Olympics even happening? But I think we're locked and loaded now. Our team's been chosen. Like, teams are coming to Vegas. You know, the, the Japanese government really wants it. So let, let's go play. Let's get it done. Talk a little bit about the differences between playing for your national team in Australia and your pro team, specifically here at the Aces. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is very different. You know, I'm the main, the go-to uh, with the Opals, you know, it's really based around me, but here at the Aces, it's, it's such a team game, so I get to chill a little bit here, um, but it's going to be go time, like, I'm going to be playing, like, 25, 35 minutes a game um, every other day, so it's kind of nice being on a team like this where I can just chill a bit, knowing that yeah. we've got, I've got a lot happening in the Olympics, and then, you know... I just want to get I just want to do the Olympics so we can focus on getting a ring here as well but once I get to Tokyo I'll be locked in with the team and I'm just I just it's so frustrating I've never been in the WNBA during an Olympic year with the pause in the middle and you know it's not easy but um you know I'm, I'm ready I'm ready to get through it honestly is one more important to you than the other it's same same yeah. um you know I don't think there's any other honor than uh than representing your country and i'm about to be a triple olympian which is pretty dope um and i really want i really want some more hardware um but i also want the wnba hardware as well um but it's all stepping stones it's all the journey um yeah so i'm just hoping to win it all this year liz cambage joins us as we get ready for today's game you know you've been very outspoken on social issues Mm. and just in in general Mm. has that always been you yeah, I, it's just interesting that it's like the thing to do um, the past couple of years, you know, and take a social stand, stand for, stand for something. But that's been me. I've been going to rallies, especially for Black Lives Matters, to, since my early 20s. I've been out in the streets rallying. So everything that went down last year was nothing new to me. Um, but yeah, I, I was raised by a very, you know, strong driven mother, very independent, who taught me to take a stand and not stand up for myself and others. So that that's that's kind of what I do. And you've talked about your personal issues. I know mm-hmm. we've talked about that as well mm-hmm. too. I commend you for taking a stand like that and being very outspoken. You know, I'm a I'm a woman who lives her truth. Um and I'm, I'm an open book. I can, I'm not scared to talk about anything I've been through. I got no shame from the things I've been through and what I've seen. So, you know, one day my book's going to be a bestseller because I got some <laughs> stories to tell. And my journey is pretty different from everyone else, you know, that, that's, in, that's involved in professional sport. It, it's a world I fell into. I didn't grow up watching basketball. You know, last year was the first time I really sat down and watched NBA or WNBA. So I've always been a bowler. I ain't never really been a hooper. So it's it's interesting that the pandemic really made me sit down and lock in the basketball. And, and now I'm here now just chasing it all. So, yeah, the, the pandemic really was a blessing in a way. And I know that you were outspoken about what the Connecticut coach, Kirk Miller, said and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Is that the first time anything like that has happened with you? I know players talk a lot mm-hmm. of trash and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. But, again, you were very outspoken about that as well. Yeah, I've never had a coach from the other team. Actually, I told Bill to shut the F up when I was playing with Dallas. But he, he was just, like, on about the route. Like, this is what I mean. Like, I've had banter right. with coaches before, but it's never been personal, and it's never been, like, out of nowhere. Right. So, like, I, like, Derek Fisher, you know, whoa, right. Bill, I've all had banter on the court. But when it's disrespectful like that, like, that don't sit well with me. And, you know what, two wrongs don't make a right. Me, me talking my 
my my way on my Instagram wasn't probably the best way to go about it, but what's done is done. We hugged it out, you know, and it, it, you, you learn from it and you move on. Let's talk a little bit about your relationship with Bill Lambier. How has that developed over the last couple seasons? Bill is a character, um, Big Bad Bill. I love him to death. Um, I've never had a coach that really fights on and off the court for us like he does. Um, yeah, he's really great. He's really great. And I was saying this last night, like, it's not easy to, to coach a bunch of superstars, especially when they're women with <laughs> emotions and, and feelings, you know, and, and you know, we all want to get ours. And, you know, coaching women isn't easy. And he's been doing this for a long time. And he's won a lot as well doing it. So, you know, I got a, re- a lot of respect for that man. And I got a lot of trust with him as well. So... It's, 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 it's interesting being coached by Bill, but yeah. it's such a blessing at the yeah. same time. So what about the on-the-court stuff? Mm-hmm. Knowing you know, his NBA career and being a post player like yourself, mm-hmm. does he spend a lot of time with you one-on-one on the court? Um, he spends a lot of time sitting in the chair by the court, uh, yelling at us <laughs> what to do. But it's all like, you know, he knows his post moves. He knows what he, want, he wants us to do. And we got great assistant coaches to... Uh, to know to to execute what he wants us to do but um feels bill <laughs> several new players on this team since you were here two years ago mm. talk a little bit about this year's chemistry you know it's uh as you said we got a lot of new players it's it's only what one two i'm looking at the post of us mm. on the side right one <laughs> two three four five six six of us you know from yeah. that team two years ago um like new point guy with gray we got a new shooter bay um, we just got Joyner and our new beautiful little rookie, rookie destiny. I'm learning the ropes. So I think everyone sees how deadly we will be once we get to the chemistry. And we, we haven't even scratched the surface. I'm like, we're playing at 40% of what we can do right now, which is crazy. Um, and so, like, right now, we just got to focus on, on getting these wins leading into the Olympic break, get the Olympics done, and then come back and really, really lock in. So I think it's, I, if I was another team, I'd be terrified to know that, like, we haven't even scratched the surface yet. What about you as a player and mm-hmm. as a person, say, from two years ago to mm-hmm. today? Where's Liz Cambage? She's she about to turn 30. Um, <laughs> that's about it. Like AJ, I'm, nothing but a number, right? <laughs> right? Like, I'm still the same. Yeah. Uh, still got my game. Nothing's changed for me personally. Yeah. Like, Yeah. yeah. How have you adapted to Las Vegas? Because I know when you first got here, you were a little bit concerned about yeah. the lifestyle of Las Vegas. So yeah. how is it now for you? It's fine. The strip yeah. is just like the strip. You've, right. I've seen it all. You spend a week yeah. in Vegas on the strip, you've seen it all. I'm used to the heat. I'll be wearing sweats every day now. So that's about it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a local now. There you go. Mm-hmm. Love it. Moving ahead here. What are you looking forward to? What are you looking forward to getting accomplished here? Wins. And coming out and putting on a show for our fans here at the house. Liz Cambage, always a pleasure <laughs> talking with you. Good luck today. Good luck rest of the season. And we'll look forward to seeing a lot more of you. Thank you, TC. There it is, TC Martin over at the Michelob Ultra Arena getting ready for the WNBA All-Star Game with the center from down under. She'll be representing Australia in the Olympics. And, of course, uh, the international team today as they take on Team USA over there in that game. The one thing that I would question when she said that once you've been on the Strip, you've seen everything in Vegas, I think it's once you've been downtown and you've seen all the weirdos down there. That's when you really see everything in Vegas. And uh, 
it might not always be something you want to bring the kids to, or maybe you do, you know, scare them straight and say, see, if you don't go to college and uh, do your right things, you might end up uh, performing in one of the circles downtown, or maybe that's something that some people want to do. All right, uh, Ballpark Frank sitting in the studio, T.C. Martin over at the Michelob Ultra Arena, and of course, one of the big exciting things that happened to the Aces this year it legitimized them in some people's eyes. It helped legitimize the entire league in some people's eyes even more. Obviously, this is the 25th year of the WNBA, so they've been around for a while. But Mark Davis bought the club. So now an NFL owner is also an owner in the WNBA. And I believe TC has him ready to go right now. Let's throw it back to the Michelob Ultra Arena. Here's TC Martin with the owner of Doritos. And, of course, also... Your Las Vegas Aces, Mark Davis with T.C. Martin, tcmartinshow.com. All right, T.C. Martin back here at courtside, and joining us now is the owner of the Las Vegas Aces. That sounds good to say. I mean, the owner of the Las Vegas Raiders and now the Las Vegas Aces, Mark Davis, joins us here tonight at the house. Mark, how you doing, my man? Doing fantastic. Man, it's great to see you again here in your customary seat there in midcourt, and now joining us over here for the broadcast. Yeah, it's exciting that we all got to go back to our original seats and, uh, Seeing the team play up close, I think the, the crowd has been phenomenal. It's really exciting. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about how you got involved here. We know that you were here at all these games, and you have always had a love for the NBA, and your father did as well. I think it probably goes back to, to Al having a love for women's sports and women's basketball, right? Uh, there's no question about that. He was always a fan of women's basketball, and uh, as I told some of the girls as we're bringing the alumni in that my dad... They asked me why I got involved, and I, I told them my dad probably knew where they went to high school and maybe grammar school, that he followed the women's basketball that closely, uh, loved college, loved Gino Uriyama, and what they had done there at Connecticut, and uh, just uh, was a big fan of Pat Summit at Tennessee and everything else. So. so talk about how this all unfolded, that you got the opportunity to purchase the aces from the MGM. Well, it's part part his fault right there. I got Jim, Jim Muir is. Jim Muir is standing right here. right here. Yeah. But uh, when uh, the Raiders were given the opportunity to move to Las Vegas, um, we were still staying in Oakland to play there for three more years. But uh, at that moment, at the same time, they announced that uh, MGM had purchased a WNBA team and was bringing it to Las Vegas. We're going to be called the Aces, and I immediately got season tickets and. Uh, Eventually, my seats ended up sitting right near Jim and right next to his cohort, uh, Bill Hornbuckle. And I think every game I would tell those guys that uh, they needed to pay these girls more money. And finally, they looked at me and said, uh, you know, if you think they should be paid more money, why don't you pay them? Buy the team. (laughs) And uh, we laughed. And uh, about a week later, I got a call from uh, Bill, and he said, no, I was serious about that. And uh, the pandemic came along, but we worked through the negotiations through that period. And uh, now we're here. How long did this process actually take when you guys had these conversations and you really wanted to do this, and how much thought did you give it? I gave it a lot of thought. Yeah. Um, but uh, it was about probably a year and a half uh, is how it went. And it was actually smooth. I think, like I say, if it wasn't for the pandemic, it probably would have happened sooner. But uh, there was uncertainty of how the uh, everything was going to work at that point. So we just uh, moved it back a little bit. Now, I know that you know, Keith, you talked about this before, about – a lot of these teams in this league have not made money. It's really not a money-making project. Is your goal, and you're a great advocate for this league and this team in the city as we know, but is this a product you feel that can actually make money over time? 
Um, I would hope so. Um, I think these women are some of the greatest athletes in the world at what they do, and I think they're uh, greatly undervalued uh, on the, the financial side or the business side. I think it's really going to come come to the some type of media distribution company to understand that their value of the WNBA is a lot more than just the eyeballs, but the ancillary benefits that working with these women brings to communities and everything else is worth the uh, effort to help uh, make this league successful. All right. Mark Davis uh, joins us, the new owner of the Las Vegas Aces. You've made this a priority, too, to really get involved with the WNBA in the 25th anniversary, and you're bringing back players from the Utah Stars, the San Antonio Stars, and talking to some of these former players, they're shocked. They're surprised because they've been forgotten, and you've made it a priority to bring them back just like you've done with the Raiders alumni. Well, exactly, and it's, it's, it's actually something that brought over from the Raiders. Um, as we always say, the most valuable asset the Raiders have is its alumni, and everything we do is geared towards making sure that they're proud and, and uh, thought of. Um, it was their blood, sweat, and tears that brought the uh, Raiders to where they are today, and we have to recognize that. So there was two things I've made certain, certain that were going to be uh, part of me becoming part of the Aces was number one was to give them a home, and we are building them a 50,000-square-foot uh, facility in uh, Henderson, Nevada, which will have the uh, practice courts, offices, training facilities, locker rooms, and everything to make them a world-class organization. But secondly, it was to create a uh, fi- uh, uh, alumni association with these girls to let them know that this year was the 25th anniversary of the WNBA, but it's also the 25th anniversary of this franchise's uh, uh, creation. And so we uh, contacted uh, about 140 players and have asked them to come back at various times during the season here so that we can honor them, let our fans meet them, and they all have stories to tell. And again, it was to let them know that we recognize that this league wouldn't be here if they hadn't done what they had done 25 years ago, right. and that we, we are grateful for them and that we want to represent them. And really, there's strength in numbers, and I think we're going to have a great family here at the Aces, and I'm looking forward to that. In the short time that you've owned the team, what has been one of your proudest moments, I guess, so far? What has opened your eyes a little bit? Oh, my God, there's just so many things. I, I think that I'll just I'll go to the most. Okay. The thing that surprised me the most is, is I had a lot more fun when I was watching it as a fan <laughs> than I am as an owner. But, uh, listen, there's so much. There, there's so many rewarding things that have happened so far. I think meeting these uh, alumni that we've brought in, about 20 of them so far that I've gotten to meet, uh, we go to dinner as a group together, and I get to meet them and hear their stories and let them know the vision that we have going forward and how they're a big part of it. Uh, that's the rewarding part, but again, as I've always said, the, the score at halftime, the least important thing in life is the score at halftime, right. and uh, we've got a lot of work to do, but uh, we're at a great beginning. Well, you haven't had to sweat too much. I mean, these last few games, I mean, they're, they're hey, all listen, along here, right? Yeah. There's nothing less important in life than the score at halftime. <laughs> this is true, right? <laughs> hey, we heard John Gruden the other day say, Kelsey Plum. He loves Kelsey Plum. And she gets 32. Exactly, right? Yeah. All right, so we're going to put you on. Who's your favorite player? I love them all. Of course you do. That's the right answer. How about Bill Lambeer? Talk a little bit about him, because I know that was part of the factor for you to get involved, too, oh. to have a guy like him be, well, be the head coach in, the, in this franchise. Again, that's something MGM gave me. It was a great, great uh, basketball side of this organization. And uh, with Bill Lambeer, you know, if it, if it ain't broke, don't break it. And that's my philosophy. And uh, so basically the basketball side is all Bill, and uh, we give him whatever he needs. 
and uh, he's he's running the show. Mark, I appreciate the time uh, as always, my friend. We, I love seeing you here all the time, and uh, it'll be great talking with you more and more here. Yeah, I look forward to it. And there you have it, T.C. Martin over at the Michelob Ultra Arena with the new owner of the Las Vegas Aces. Also, of course, uh, owns a little NFL franchise in town here as well, the Raiders. And, boy, people are excited about getting ready to go over there this year to check out the Raiders at Allegiant Stadium. Of course, the stadium opened up to a couple concerts there, including Garth Brooks last weekend. So a lot of uh, positive things about it, people loving the venue Eh, the parking, I think they still need a little work on that, but they got a little bit of time before the Raiders open up their season to get all that stuff taken on as well. Ballpark Frank back in the studio. T.C. Martin over at the Michelob Ultra Arena at Mandalay Bay getting ready for the WNBA All-Star Game tonight. And here's T.C. with the legend of the league, T.C. Martin with Sue Bird on the T.C. Martin Show. Joining us now is one of the WNBA legends, three-time champion, 11-time All-Star. I mean, I guess I could go on and on and on. And she, we'll be she, here all day. We'll she's be probably going to kill me when I say an 18-year veteran, right? <laughs> yeah. But you don't look a day over 25, I'm going to say it. I'll take that. I'll take that. Sue Bird, the legend, as I like to call her. Sue, thanks for joining us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. So what's this like uh, being here? You've been around these All-Star festivities for so many years. Yeah. How does it feel being here in Vegas? Um, it feels great. You know, Vegas so far, I think, um, you know, obviously I have been to a lot of All-Stars, and you can feel the energy. There's an excitement, you know, around, um, you know, obviously the arena and just everywhere we go um, on the Strip. So it's been fun. It's good to see the signage and just people excited. So it's cool to be here. So yeah. how are you feeling? You're walking around yeah. pretty good. Yeah, no, I'm feeling yeah. great. I'm feeling great. Again, you know, um, it sucks to have to miss a WNBA season, yeah. you know, and it's such a short season that one little blip can set you back for the entire thing. Uh, but with that being said, you know, I've got I've got long-term goals I have to kind of keep in mind as well. So as much as I'd love to rush back and get, get you know, ready for this season, you know, the goal is to play more seasons right. in the long term. And obviously at my age, I can't, you know, I can't be risking things. Super, the legend, joined us here at Seattle Storm. You guys have had three battles with the Las Vegas Aces yeah, so far. good battles. And I know it's a... Probably pained you a little bit not to be up more. Yeah, when your team goes on like four and five minute scoring droughts, it makes it really as a point guard. It's like, oh, I wish I could help. But honestly, the storm has been doing great this season. Really proud of yeah. of everyone on the team stepping up and kind of um, taking advantage of the right. opportunity. With and uh, you know, Vegas is. I don't know what the records are. Sorry, but I know they're tops. They may be number one. Thirteen and six, by the way. All right, all right. One of those <laughs> losses to us. Just saying. No, but so. You know, it's a measuring stick when you go against the, the team with the best record. Right. And I think, you know, even though we went one and two, um, it was good to see that we can play with the best. Right. You're in Seattle, been there for quite some time. You were there when the Seattle Supersonics yeah. were, were there as well. And right. then the, obviously they left the NBA in 2008. How much of a void has that been for the city of Seattle? And do you feel um, that you guys have kind of filled that void? The way I view it is I think having professional teams in, in your city, in your market, is great. It's, right. it's role models. It's excitement. It's great for business. I mean, you could go down the list. So to not have an NBA team is a bummer. I'm a basketball fan. Right. You know, I like, I like watching basketball. I loved having the Sonics there. How it all went down was obviously really tough. Yeah. And I think the city deserves an NBA team. Right. Playing in Russia for a long time, you've seen the evolution of the WNBA. What are the main differences besides the pay, obviously, we know, of playing overseas like that? compared to the WNBA? From a basketball perspective? Yeah. I mean, there's no comparing it. The WNBA is way more talented, way more competitive. Every single game is a battle. Um, overseas is actually probably more similar 
from like a competition standpoint to college for a lot of us. A lot of us, you know, in the WNBA went to big schools, right? But we right. went to the Notre Dames. We went to the Connecticut's, yeah. the South Carolinas, the Tennessees, and so on. So usually your, your schedule was you were probably going to beat a lot of teams by a lot, and then you had, you know, one, two, three, four regular season games that were really important, and then right. the tournament. That's how Europe is. Right. There's a lot of games that are really bad. And then you got to get up for the big games, you know, the rivalry games and that kind of thing. So there's really no comparison. WNBA is by far the better basketball league. You've seen the evolution of this league. Compare to it what what it was in 2002 when you first came in to where it is now. Yeah, I mean, it's it's survival of the fittest. You know, it's like literally evolution watching this league grow because, you know, when I came in, the league was only I think like five years, six years old. Um, and with each draft class, right? And there's only 12. I mean, when I came in, there's actually 16 teams, but now we are where we are, 12 teams, 12 roster spots. With each draft class, you're literally scrapping and clawing just to make a team. Right. So it's survival of the fittest, which means these teams are all going to be from top to bottom, really talented, really um, much more athletic than in 2002 and can do a lot more. And, and so the product overall is just way better. All right. Super joined us. What do you think about Las Vegas as an all-star game host? Would you, I love as it. a player, would you like to see it here every year? I would, I would. I think um, there's something great about having everything in one spot, the way that Mandalay Bay can do it, the way that MGM can do it. Um, there's excitement, there's performers. You know, people are going to be in Vegas just because they want to be in Vegas, right. and then, then they'll, you know, they'll come check us out as well, and it goes both ways. So I think it's um, a great spot. Um, I thought, you know. It, it, it's pretty cool when you turn on the NBA All-Star team and they've got players who aren't in the game but right. still go there to, right. to kind of support and check it out. So I want to do that for these All-Stars. There you go. Final thing, obviously, with the U.S. women's soccer team, Megan Rapinoe, as you know, uh, very vocal about the whole equality thing. And with the WNBA, the collective bargaining agreement, how vocal and supportive and passionate are you about that? I mean, absolutely. You know, the way I see it is we have to do, you know, continue to push push the conversation, push the needle um, in ways that generations before us did. You know, it would be doing, you know, the people that are going to come after us a disservice if we didn't. So, you know, just got to continue, I guess, fighting the fight. You know, the way I see it is is we're due. The WNBA is, is definitely due. Um, I think there's a moment here that we can grab and capture and, like I said, leave it leave it in a better place than when we got here. Right. Great stuff. Sue Bird, we appreciate the yeah, time no as always. My pleasure. Great seeing you. Thanks, and you hopefully too. we'll see you back on the court soon. All right, cool. Thank you, guys. There it is. Sue Bird, the legend from the Seattle Storm, 18-year veteran, one of the best here in the WNBA. And, of course, there it is, T.C. Martin with Sue Bird over there at the Michelob Ultra Arena getting ready for tonight's WNBA All-Star Game. Thanks to Sue Bird for joining T.C. Thanks to all the guests today on the show especially over there live with TC at the Michelob Ultra Arena. We heard from Chelsea Gray, Asia Wilson, Liz Cambage. They could be going head-to-head tonight in the game. That could be interesting and fun. Also, owner of the Aces, Mark Davis, joining us there as well. And in the first hour of the show, if you missed it, Chris Bazio talking about the Major League Baseball All-Star Game, the uniforms. What are the Cubs going to do? Are they sellers? Are they buyers? Are they standing pat? Doesn't make a difference. Join us again tomorrow, 2 to 4, right here, T.C. Martin Show. You can check out all the interviews, the articles, photographs, all at tcmartinshow.com. We'll have some uh, news on Game 4 tonight of the NBA. Game 4, the Suns and the Bucks. T.C. will recap what he sees over there tonight. 
and baseball back in action as well. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. T.C. Martin Show. Check it out. T.C. Martin Show.com.